Welcome to The Blitz. It's your hosts, C. Frank and Tom. We're going to jump right in today with uh, The Blitz. The Blitz's second draft class. Um, we're covering the second draft class of the MSR uh, League. And then we're just going to do a quick Blitz at the end. Short and sweet, hopefully. So I'm going to just dive right in here. The second draft class produced some really big names uh, for MSR. And just a couple of them um, at kind of the top end of the class would be Antoine Trailer. He's the strong safety for Tennessee. He is an X Factor. Devante Wiggins, Houston left end X Factor. He's just, he's a force. Carl Baxter in Chicago, corner, he's an X-Factor. Nick Fryer, the right tackle for the Giants, he's a superstar. One of the few uh, superstar O-linemen in the league. And then Matthew Thomas, uh, my middle linebacker for the Saints, rounds out the top five. And then just a couple other players, Alex Winston, Spencer Miner, Raheet Garland, Amani Tyson, those are the top guys that have come out of this second draft class. So five of the top 10 talents from this draft are top 10 picks. So 50% of, you know, the best guys were taken in the top 10. Eight of the top 10 talents are first round picks. So not a lot of, uh, you know, hidden guys deep that were, you know, the very top end talent. Eight of the top 15 talents are top 10 picks. 11 of the top 15 are first round picks. The lowest rated player picked in the top 10 is the left tackle Kyler Rose of Chicago. He was taken at number six and is the 19th best player in the draft. Um, MSR did really good in the first round as all top 10 picks from the draft, um, all the top 10 talent from the draft fell within the top 19. Um, Tom, do you want to kind of talk about the breakdown of the draft? Yeah, so uh, as you already mentioned, MSR as a whole and everyone drafting did really well. So, out of the top 32 guys, as we said, all top 10 players are in there. And then there's another 10 players that were drafted in the first round. So, 20 of the top 32 are first-round picks. And then there's six second-round guys. There's three third-round guys, two fourth-round guys, and one undrafted guy. So, I think this kind of breaks off a little bit from what we saw in the first one. Because the first one, like, we, we did see a lot of first-round talents as well that were in the top 32, but it was a little bit more spread out. Like, we had a couple seventh-round guys. I believe we had a couple fifths, a little more in that mid-area. And we also had our, our undrafted guy as well. So it kind of spreads spreads out a little bit, but now it's, it's more focused on the top part for this one. So breaking down the development of the guys in the top 32, six of those guys are normal. Nine of those guys are star. Four of those guys are superstar, and 13 of those guys are X Factor. So 17 of the 32 have abilities. Okay. Next, I went down, and we're going to break it down by division and then conference. So starting with AFC East, they have three guys in here. 
AFC West has five guys in here. AFC South has four. AFC North has two. On to the NFC side. NFC East has five. NFC West has six. NFC South has three. And NFC North has four. So NFC West led this one here with the NFC East and the AFC West right behind them with five. Breaking it down by conference, AFC has 14, NFC had 18, slight edge to the NFC there, but not really too much. Um, and then of those of those uh, uh, players on here, the most is by Seattle and Denver. They each have three, but the best one, the best division is by far unquestionably the AFC South. So they have four, so they're two behind the leader and then there's two other divisions that have more but these guys are monsters so they have the number one and the number two overall guy in the draft class with the titans with anton trailer who like you said is a 98 overall x-factor strong safety Devonte wiggins who's a left end for the texans 98 overall x-factor the next is richard zeigler who's the quarterback for the Colts. He's an 89 overall. And their fourth guy, Wilfred Johnson, X-Factor cornerback for the Titans, 89 overall. All four of these guys are beasts. Three X-Factors, not, 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 just, not just three X-Factors, three top X-Factors and an up-and-coming quarterback who's struggled a little bit so far, but he's got the attributes to back up his overall. Wow. Uh, that's quite a breakdown. 13 X-Factors from this draft. It was definitely a good draft. Um, so switching gears, I'm not going to pretend I am a quarterback expert, but I love talking quarterbacks. <clears throat> and there's, oh, what is it? Three quarterbacks, three of the top quarterbacks in this draft I'm going to talk about here with Kirk Bayless, Richard Ziegler, and Mr. Ryan Moore. So Kirk Bayless is the top, uh, he is the second best overall quarterback from this draft. Um, currently he plays for the Browns. He is 90 overall X-Factor and he was drafted number four overall. He played six seasons for the Jags and now he is in his first season in Cleveland. He started at around a 71 overall, and he has gained 19 overall points. He was drafted as an X-Factor. His career stats are 1,800 passing yards, 121 touchdowns, 153 interceptions, a solid 61% completion rating, and an average quarterback rating of 80.9. His only accolade is the 2021 AFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. The other two quarterbacks, uh, starting with Ziegler, he is that 89 overall quarterback for the Colts, as Tom has mentioned. He was drafted number one. He started at about a 74, so he has gained 15 overall points. His career stats are 19,200 yards, 135 touchdowns, and 200 interceptions on the nose. A 62.8% completion percentage, 
and an average quarterback rating of 75.3. Maybe not very surprising with those numbers is he's really not had any accolades throughout his career. One might argue he is a bust. And then Ryan Moore, the best overall quarterback uh, with a 91. He is an X factor for the Lions. He was drafted at number 10 and he started at a 71. So he has gained 20 overall points and he was also drafted as an X factor. He has 22,000 passing yards, 186 touchdowns to 185 INTs. So he is a hair positive, 63.8 completion rating, and an average quarterback rating of 92. And he has no accolades. So when you kind of look at these three quarterbacks, for me, I'm taking Ryan Moore. He's definitely had the best career at number 10 which is, you know, kind of funny since he was the third quarterback drafted. Um, I would go as far as to say Ziegler, you know, he's been a bust. And I think I think a lot of that just, you know, he was drafted as a star and has never devved up. And the other two quarterbacks, you know, were X factors to start. So it was just a little bit easier for them to uh, kind of get going. But... I would definitely say if you compared this draft class quarterbacks to the first one with Guerrero, McCoy, and Carvey, I know Carvey hasn't really had the best career, but I would take the first draft class over these guys, even, you know, trying to kind of get rid of that extra year, because I understand they've had an extra year of growth and stats and all that, but Ziegler is way negative in picks. You know, Ryan Moore is barely positive, and then Bayless is negative. So, you know, just as far as these three guys go, you know, they're okay, but I, I don't really think they're very special. Yeah, and you really took the words out of my mouth for that one there, because I was going to say the same thing. In comparison to the first draft class, these guys don't stand up to them at all. Um, they... Uh, like Harvey, who who was considered to be like the bust of the first draft class, kind of would slot himself right in the middle here, where he he's not as bad as the worst one, but he's not as good as the top guy. Um, but like you said, looking at these guys, Moore's definitely been the standout out of all of them. He hasn't been fantastic by any means, but he's been very solid. Um, only one with the positive touchdown interception ratio because the other ones are negative by quite a bit. For sure. Uh, so next up, let's move over to defensive backs. So we're going to hit three defensive backs here who are all X-Factors. So first we got Carl Baxter, then we're going to hit Alex Winston, and then lastly we're going to hit Wilfred Johnson. So starting off with Baxter. Baxter is a 96 overall X-Factor cornerback for the Bears. He was drafted at number 9. He started at a 79 overall. He has gone up plus 17 points so far for the year. His career stats, he has 223 tackles, 4 sacks, 35 interceptions, 1 forced fumble, and 10 touchdowns. That was crazy when I was reading that. He was the first one that we did for this, so 
we didn't know what to expect from the other guys, but he blew them out of the water. I cannot believe he had that many touchdowns. His career accolades that he has is one Pro Bowl appearance. He was the league leader in interceptions in 2025. And in that same year, he won best defensive back. So that year that he actually won, he had 15 interceptions, which is ridiculous. We had, um, I forget the guy's name, the middle linebacker for the Jags had hit double digits one year, I think the year prior to this. But we don't usually see guys get up into double digit interceptions. To see a cornerback have 15, that was crazy. That's almost... Yeah, that's almost half of his career interceptions on that one year, which is crazy. But anyway, let's move over to Alex Winston, 93 overall X-Factor cornerback for the Falcons. He was drafted at number eight overall. He started at a 77 overall, so he is taking a plus 16 point increase. His career stats are 234 tackles, two sacks, 25 interceptions, three forced fumbles, and five touchdowns. His career accolades, one Pro Bowl appearance. That's all. And lastly on the list, we have Wilfred Johnson. 89 overall, X-Factor cornerback for the Titans. He was drafted number 14 in the fourth round. So you see a guy that's this good, and he was drafted in the fourth, which we don't really see too much, but that was nice. He started at a 67 overall, so by far the lowest on here, by 10 points. He has seen a plus 22-point overall increase throughout his time in MSR. His career stats, he has 190 tackles, 4 sacks, 24 interceptions, 2 forced fumbles, and 1 touchdown. Career accolades are just 2 Pro Bowl appearances. So when you take these these defensive backs and you look at them, uh, you know, obviously Baxter seems like he is the best guy. He's got the most interceptions. Like I said, the 10 touchdowns just completely blows everyone else out of the water. He doubles Winston, and he's got 10 times more than Johnson, which is just crazy. I mean, not only is the guy able to play lockdown coverage and pick the ball off, but then he has moves to take it to the house almost every time. That's... It's crazy. He's literally returning it on almost a third of his third of his interceptions. He's definitely your best guy. But man, the come up story from Wilford Johnson, though, being picked in the fourth round, started at a 67 overall. So it's pretty low overall. 22 point increase, though, man. I got I gotta tip my hat to him. Like that was that was a real come up for him. Wow. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you, Tom. Um Carl Baxter might be the best corner in MSR this cycle. Um, yeah. I, I would just, I would have to verify, but I mean, 10 touchdowns, 35 picks, like that's, those are crazy numbers. Uh, Winston, you know, has had the second best uh, career out of these guys, but you know, Wilfred Johnson, yeah, if you can get that kind of value in the fourth and work him up, and he has 24 picks, you know, only trailing Winston by one. I know he doesn't have as many uh, touchdowns, but you can't really count on touchdowns from your corners. So uh, quite a career from all three of these guys, though, so far. <clears throat> so if you don't have a corner to stop the pass, you better have a defensive end. 
And pass rush runs supreme here in MSR, and there are four top-tier overall guys from this draft. And we'll kind of talk about them. Um, they're all high overall, but they may not all actually be uh, top-tier productivity. So leading off is Devontae Wiggins. <clears throat> I believe he is the best D-end in the league now. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe he's number one or he's tied. He is a 98 overall X-factor for the Houston Texans, and he was drafted at number three. And he started at a 77. So he has had a 21-point climb. He's had 175 tackles and 102 sacks, 10 forced fumbles, and one touchdown. And he's also made it to the Pro Bowl twice. He is what makes Houston's defense tick. Um, Spencer Miner, another D-end, he is the D-end for the Lions. He is also X-Factor, 93. He was drafted number five by the Chargers and then traded after three seasons in LA. He had 11 sacks as a rookie and then three and six the next two. After being traded, he never finished with less than 13 sacks. So he definitely revitalized his career. He was drafted as a 76 so he has gained 17 points in his overall. He has 177 tackles, 76 sacks, and four forced fumbles. He has two Pro Bowl appearances and the 2025 NFC Best D lineman. That year he had 23 sacks and one forced fumble. So quite a beast of a year. Raheem Garland another x-factor dn <clears throat> this time for the bills he was drafted at 23 in the second round by the eagles he had three sacks his rookie year and then was traded to buffalo he had 25 sacks in his first season there um so <clears throat> i don't know if he just really wasn't getting time in philly and they felt he was expendable but man 25 sacks is not expendable. He needed to get more time on the field. But anyways, he started at a 70 overall, so he has gained 22 points. And I believe 22 points is the highest riser. So that 22-21 overall points is, you know, top-end um, production, or top-end leveling, I guess. Um, his career stats are 148 tackles, 89 sacks, and five forced fumbles. <clears throat> he has one Pro Bowl appearance. So Pro Bowl appearances uh pretty hard for DNs to come by, I guess. Last end, <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm not trying to blitz him again, <laughs> but last end probably least on this DN list is Amani Tyson. He's 91 overall star for the Cardinals, and he was drafted at number two overall by the Cowboys. He played four seasons in Dallas, and Dallas picked up his fifth year option and then was let go in the following offseason where the Cardinals signed him to a controversial deal 
uh, with very minimal production backing up that deal. He started at a 77. He started at a 77, so he has gained 14 overall points. His career sacks, or his career, well, stats are 112 tackles, 36 sacks, two forced fumbles. He has no accolades, and he has never had a season with double-digit sacks. So, <clears throat> when I kind of break down, you know, these DNs and giving my personal opinion, <clears throat> uh, you know, d for DNs, abilities really, really help make them a special player. Now, I've gotten some production from guys um, with no with no abilities, and I've never really had a guy as good as Amani Tyson with no abilities, so I don't know. I know, like you, Tom, you had Frank Clark who had no abilities, and he did really well for you, I believe. And you, if you want, you can touch on that in a little bit. But um, these three guys with abilities blow Amani Tyson out of the water. Like, obviously, Wiggins is the guy... Um, and then Garland has had, you know, probably the second best career getting picked at number 23. And then, you know, Miners had a very good career. But Tyson going number two, going ahead of Wiggins, and he has 36 sacks. I mean, you can almost you can almost triple that number. And that's what Wiggins is at. He's under just a little under triple. So, man, like I. I don't know if it's just because he's star and he never devved up, but man, like, I would definitely say Tyson has just been a bust, and I, I, I hope he rallies, you know, in this last, potentially last season for MSR this cycle, but man, that's just really disappointing to see. Yeah, so like, I know that it's not the easiest thing in the world to dev up defensive ends sure. you know if you get a if you get a development uh a breakout scenario excuse me for like a receiver or a, or a running back or something like that like you can feed them yeah you you can't make sure you get them but you have a hell of a lot more control over it defensive end is tough Defensive end is hard to get to dev up at the end of the season because they're competing with all these other players that have abilities and stuff. But it is not an excuse, in my opinion. Like you had previously mentioned, and I'll just take this off my own experience, I had Frank Clark. I didn't have prime Frank Clark. I had end of his career Frank Clark from the Chiefs. I believe he was 31, I want to say, when I got him. He had 20 sacks for me one season, and another season he had like 14 or 15. And so I think that 14 or 15 year, I could be mistaken, but I believe he was like an 86 overall. Yeah. So he was never as good. I, I think 86 was might have been the top. Of, I mean, he might have been 88 or something like that. But he was when I had him, he was never 91. So I know you can have a guy that can produce that doesn't have ability that, at defensive end. But Tyson just hasn't at all. These other guys, like you said, completely blow him out of the water. His production has been awful. He had his most he's ever had is nine sacks in a season. He's had multiple seasons with less than five. He currently only has two. I don't even know if he's going to break five sacks this year. Like, 
it's just bad. It's it's very bad. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on again. So we're just gonna hit one guy here. It's our last guy, Antoine Trailer. This guy's a monster. Okay, he, he the uh, the Titans also drafted the cornerback that we mentioned before. So they have two X Factor defensive backs from this draft class that really help hold down their defense. Trailer is a 98 overall X Factor, strong safety for the Titans. He was the number 14 overall pick. He started at a 77 overall, so he's a plus 21 overall riser so far. His career stats, 233 tackles, 8 sacks, 17 forced fumbles, 27 interceptions, and 2 touchdowns. First thing I saw when I got this stat line, this guy can do it all. He has more more tackles by quite a large margin than than all the other uh, defensive ends and the and the other cornerbacks that are listed on here. He has so many more forced fumbles. I mean, this guy is just a bruiser coming in there, knocking that ball loose. Plus the twenty seven interceptions that he's got, he is creating turnovers. Eight sacks as well, so he knows how to get to the corner to the quarterback and two touchdowns. His accolades that he has is one Pro Bowl appearance, and in 2021, he won the AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year. Man, he has quite a stat line. And if you guys remember, uh, I'm sure everyone does in MSR because we all play enough Madden. When this Madden first came out, I remember how rampant the fumbles were. And like like playing Derwin James, and still, you know, to an extent now, was so scary. Because he comes and lays the boom down, and he's forcing a fumble. And Trailer never had that, because, you know, shortly after Madden came out, you know, fumbles were reduced quite a bit. So to have a safety who can force 17 forced fumbles to me is just crazy. <clears throat> and he he was, you know, someone drafted. It wasn't like Derwin James who just, you know, started really good. He worked his way up. Has That's just a crazy stat line. Like you said, he can do it all. So that concludes our breakdown of the second msr draft um if we missed anything you guys be sure to hit us up you know maybe maybe we didn't cover something you guys seen um just just let us know on our twitter or something um so kind of to move into i guess the final segment we are blitzing somebody this week and man like This one, like, it makes me sad because, like, this guy, I know he always listens to our podcast, but that, you know, that does not mean you're not getting blitzed. And when I seen this move, and I believe when Tom seen this move happen in the offseason, you know, we both kind of looked at each other like, uh, you know, is this is this a smart decision? And now he sits at one and four. So this week we are blitzing the Denver Broncos, the one in four Denver Broncos. Uh, do you want me to talk about this, Tom, or do you want to? You can take it if you want. Okay. So 
<clears throat> Denver made the playoffs last year. I's done a really nice job with that team. Um, <clears throat> he's really built them up. You know, there's <laughs> an MSR, you know, there's, uh, you know, the running, the running joke, or I, I don't know, the running rivalry of Ura and I and whose team, you know, what players were put in place by who, this and that, whatever. I, I don't want to get into that. He had a nice team, made the playoffs, and in the offseason, he decided to let Winston walk, and I, I don't really know, you know, if it was money issues or what. You know, at the time, I was like, oh, that's peculiar, but, you know, there's guys in free agency. What are you going to do? He didn't get anybody. Winston signed with the Bengals. Then he traded away Calvin Dial and Hollins, the Broncos MVP defender from last year that we talked about on the MVP race and how they won't give it to a defender. But if there's a defender worthy, it was Hollins. He traded away two of his best players for Patrick Mahomes. So on paper, you're getting, you know, still, I believe, the best quarterback in the league. Can that do something for you? Well, it hasn't for the Broncos. They sit at one and four. They're averaging 20 points per game, which is 24th in the league. They've also allowed 153 points. That is also 24th in the league. Their team has a total of 11 sacks so far. You know what Hollins is doing for the Seahawks? He has eight right now, eight. That is almost as much as the Broncos whole team. Now, okay, you got Mahomes. What's Mahomes doing for you? Well, he has 11 touchdowns to nine picks. 1,100, almost 1,200 yards for 99.8 rating. That's a solid rating. Like, <clears throat> I know there's guys, you know, that there's ratings higher, but you know what? 99.8, that's solid. Uh, but let's look at Winston. He's playing for the Bengals. Little Bear likes to throw the ball around. I get that, so his numbers are going to be, you know, he's going to have more numbers, good or bad. Um, he has 18 touchdowns to 15 picks, 1,900 yards, and a rating of 96.4, okay? So, no one here has ever really said Little Bear is an amazing passer, and I'm not trying to, you know, dig on Little Bear. He likes throwing it around. You know, he's like me. We'll, we just throw it up. His passer rating with Winston is like three points less than the Broncos with Mahomes. So I don't really see how Mahomes is that much better. You lost your receiver who, you know, would have helped Winston if you kept him. You left, you know, you you got rid of Hollins. Your defense has now suffered. Um, You're one and four. You're trailing the four and one Chiefs. Chiefs are pretty much a lock to make the playoffs. I mean, unless J-Rod goes on vacation or falls asleep at the wheel, the Chiefs pretty much, you know, they're always the team to beat there. The Raiders are three and two. I'm surprised. I looked that up. They're three and two. Great for them. If they keep winning, that's another team the Broncos 
the Broncos got a chase. And then the Chargers are at two and three. They're even a win ahead. And, you know, the Chargers, they had some suspensions earlier in the year for some things. Um, I think that's all cleared up now. So the Chargers are kind of going to, you know, they're going to get back on track, I imagine. Or, you know, they're better than their two and three record, I, I believe. So, so that's the Chargers excuse. The Broncos have no excuse. And I, like, I, you, you did a great job with this team, man. And, like, to me, you came out of nowhere last year, um, made the playoffs. It was, like, a really good story. I like to see guys, you know, that make the playoffs that haven't made the playoffs before. But then you, like, overthought things. I think you overthought this, man. Like, I know, I know you want to, like, everyone wants to take the next step. But, like, only one guy wins it every year. You gotta make the dance to do anything. You make the dance and J-Rod loses his quarterback, or, you know, he has a bad game, boom, you're up there, you beat Wakanda, you know, if Wakanda, J-Rod fall, you, rep you might be representing the AFC, you know? I... I just think this was a huge mistake, and I believe this is what's led you to a 1-4 record. I really hope you can turn it around, man. Um, but man, 1-4, to me, you're, you're, you're really, you're probably dead in the water. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. We were going to talk about this trade on our, our last podcast that we did to start off the season, and we both elected not to for the sake that this situation that we're in right now could be here. So now we're talking about it. When, like you said, when we saw the trade, it was question questionable at the least. Now don't get, don't get us wrong. Mahomes is a beast, man. Like he's got really good abilities. He's still the best quarterback in the league. He is so good, but so was Calvin dial. That guy was a game changer, man. He had the best receiver ability in the game. He's got elite speed with 95. This guy led the Broncos team every single year. The least amount of touchdowns that he had and yards with I controlling him was last season. And even with that, he had 12 touchdowns and 1,400 yards. Every other year, he's had 20-plus touchdowns. And he even had a year that he had over 2,000 yards. This guy was his offense. Justin Hollins. We talked about this guy, like you said, in the last podcast or the, or the last season for the MVP race. You can't trade away that kind of pass rush. This guy single-handedly had more sacks than several teams did as a whole last year. And you traded him away. I get that you needed a quarterback because whatever reason winston is gone like you said we don't know if it's financial reasons or what but mahomes still had to take on a big contract so i don't think it's financial reasons because he still needed the money for mahomes but at what cost like you gotta have a point where i i don't know i would almost rather roll with someone's backup quarterback or something that's like a 78 overall or no abilities or or something and keep these two players because they were difference makers that are now gone for a quarterback who they still have Simon at receiver who's good. 
He's not as good as Dial, but he is still really good. But they don't really have much else now, and they lost their biggest edge rush presence. Yeah, and like for the Broncos, <clears throat> they didn't have to look far to kind of follow follow the blueprint. the The Chiefs moved on from Andrew Luck. Was I think it was last season? Um, mm-hmm. He was old. He hit free agency. They couldn't keep him, so he went with Erickson. Erickson was star. I believe he was 74 overall. J-Rod didn't panic. J-Rod didn't go out and trade, you know, two of his stars away for a quarterback. He sat tight, loaded up his offense, and played ball. And I believe that is what the Denver Broncos should have done. Because there were quarterbacks out there. I believe Luck was still out there. Or maybe it was Wentz. You know, there was ability guys in free agency. If he truly, truly couldn't pay Winston, um, there, there were guys he could have went and grabbed. Or, you know, there were solid guys below that with no abilities that I, I would rather have two receivers, you know, with abilities and a quarterback with no abilities than a quarterback with abilities and like one good receiver. Cause now they just take away that one receiver and you have to make the rest of your guys better. And Mahomes is not doing that for Denver. So I guess all in all, man, I just, I hope you rebound. I hope prove me wrong, prove us wrong. Come back from this one and four, but I don't see it. So with that said, I believe that covers everything we wanted to cover today. Tom, do you have any final remarks? I do not. Well, guys, we appreciate you tuning in to the Blitz. Um, We really hope you guys keep listening, keep supporting us. Um, We really like doing this podcast, but, you know, obviously we need support. Um, So just keep interacting with us and... uh, We're really happy to keep doing this for you guys. So you guys have a good night.